Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, more jaw-dropping moments, but it wasn't enough for Memphis in a loss to the Sixers. So can this Philly team win the East? Big perks, big take, and do not trash talk Steph. He cooked another 40, but... Does he make Richard's lists of players that you should hold your breath against? Plus, it's a duel in the desert. How can Kyrie Irving and the Nets snap the Suns' 10-game winning streak? NBA Today starts right now. What do you mean, why, why not? Why not? Why Welcome not? to if NBA Today. Wanna... I'm Malika Andrews, and I would say that it's only fitting that on the day that the GOAT officially retires, we have the greatest panel of all time, but Richard is here. But yeah. we also have Mr. Carry on oh. himself, Kendrick Perkins, Richard Jefferson, J.J. Reddick, Zach Lowe, and Nick Friedle are oh. all going to be stopping by the show in just a little bit. But guys, we have to start last night in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, because John Morant and the 76ers, they were facing Tyrese Maxey, no Joel Embiid for Philadelphia. But it really was no problem. Well, Woo! This Philadelphia team is, look, they're going to play hard no matter who's out there. And that's why when you add Joel Embiid, who is right now the MVP leader, that's why they're a problem. But, but this early was about on, Memphis. Early on, it was all Memphis all the time. John Morant letting him know, okay. rev up the engine. Let's go ahead to the fourth quarter, though, when it really revved up, Richard. Well, and this is the thing. John Morant has gotten smarter. He's does so many things for this team. Mm. His ability to take the contact. It's the guys that don't look like they're the strongest, but they have the ability to go in there. It's He's the going in drumming right there for the finish. He gets to the line, doesn't quite make it, though. Seth Curry collects, goes all the way to the other side, puts it up. But he can't quite get it to fall, so we're headed to overtime, tied at 1-11 all. So let's go. Doc Rivers Doc, 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 upset Doc, 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 with that. Upset. He thought that there should have been a call there. <laughs> In overtime, less than a minute left, Tyrese Maxey bringing the ball up the court. He was so clutch for the 76ers all night, lays it in there. Yeah, Maxey's one of those guys that could be on that list for most improved this year. But then, John Morant goes to the hoop, kicks it out. Not quite, can't get it, it to wasn't fall. It wasn't a foul? Wasn't called as one. Ooh, and then, I, I, zipping I, back to the other end, Tyrese Maxey puts a bow on it. Joel Embiid, he's going nuts. Look at him yeah. back in the end. And then, after the win, he gets a chain. It's not quite a Joe Burrow chain, but you know. After the win, Embiid tweeted, They hate the process, but we will keep thriving. Great dub. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I want to see... You guys run down the hall like no, Joel and no, Pete no, just no, did because no, that was no. impressive. We all know, though, that Christmas Day, it's a big day in the NBA calendar. That's when a lot of fans really start to lock in on the NBA. And the same can actually be said for Philadelphia because since December 26, the Sixers have the best record in the NBA and currently are only a half game back in the East. So, Ooh. Richard, I want to start with you here. What's your confidence level that this version of the 76ers can win the East without Ben Simmons? Zero. And I'm going to say zero, not because Joel Embiid is not 
you know, an MVP, not because Maxi and, and, and Danny Green and Tobias Harris that they don't. I love the pickup of Drummond, like, because now you can sit Joel Embiid if needed and he can go out there and still perform at a high level. It's because to win a championship, you need everything pushing in the same direction. They wouldn't be having all this conversation about Ben Simmons and what can we pick for him and we need a top 30 player, all of this because they know they need that in order to win a championship. Those aren't my words. Those are their words. They need that. But you said but, zero. Let's, yeah, like, come okay, on. Okay, 1%. I apologize. You're right. 1%. It's nah, never zero. Not 1%. Not 1%. Of winning the East right now, the way that the Bucks look right now, fit, look, Philly has a, a underrated squad, okay? They and, do. And, and you know why they're not pressing to, to trade Ben Simmons? Because of the play of Tyree, uh, Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey was really supposed to be a lottery pick. Shout out to all the stupid GMs that passed up on him, by the way. Look, this kid is a flat-out flat young star, not a superstar. Excuse me, young star. And then with the big Philly, he cannot be stopped. You look at the players that they have around them. If you could get a little bit out of the high-paid Tobias Harris, mm. you have Danny Green, you have Seth Curry, you have Drummond who coming in as a backup, and you give them 1% chance to win in the East with all, with with all the turn. Without Ben Simmons, with, without, with, with 30. They, they are in the – listen, Richard, right now they are a half game back from being in the first spot without Ben Simmons. They was number one with Ben Simmons, which means they still could be number one. I love the way this team is constructed right now. I love, I love it. Too. And no, I, but not 1%, bro. Oh, 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 you could have said 25%. 25%, what does it matter? 25%, I don't think without getting something for Ben Simmons or without Ben Simmons playing, unless there's an injury to a player, unless there's a rolled ankle by Kyrie, okay. unless there's something yeah. along those lines, by, by they the don't way, have enough to go through the Milwaukee, way, then go yeah, through whoever that's on the cool. other side. By, of the, like, by the way, this wasn't planned for, for me and you and everybody to be dressed in blue. I would have woke I, I don't know how that conversation blue. changed. I just okay. noticed you. Yeah, that's where it went. Oh, it's like speaking you. of that, well, then we'll get some we'll get some different color into the conversation. I want to bring in senior writer Zach Lowe because Philadelphia exactly. they have enough. Do you think without Ben Simmons to win the East? Look, I know Milwaukee is See, he's left speechless. He is absolutely left speechless. Can he speak? He's left speechless because he's believing in no, everything that I am saying. Yes. Can he speak? Go ahead, Zach. My God. I, can I talk? Am I allowed to talk? Yes, that's I know fair. Milwaukee is scuffling. I know Milwaukee is scuffling. I just think they're in cruise control. I know the Nets are netsing around. They're just a soap <laughs> opera. I know the Heat and the Bulls are both banged up right now. But look, I think at, the, at go time, at least two of those teams are going to be fully healthy and ready to go. And I think Milwaukee... Brooklyn, depending on the Kyrie thing, and maybe even separate from that, in Miami, I'm taking all them in the playoffs over Philadelphia. So I'm putting their ceiling at conference finals. I don't think they mm. can make the finals. I think, despite the fact that Perk is absolutely right, Maxi has changed the game for them. I still think they're one guy short of those teams. Yeah, Maxi really has. I remember speaking to Doc Rivers earlier this season, and he said, you know, the road trip that they had when they had all of those players out, when Joel wasn't playing, when Danny Green wasn't playing, when they had all these injuries piling up, he said that that was really a growth period for Tyrese Maxi. He watched Tyrese really take hard the 76ers' loss to the Hawks last year. He felt like he could have done more, and we're seeing those the, that, that come to fruition now. But speaking Speaking of Ben Simmons, I do want to encourage all of you to go to ESPN.com and read Ramona Shelburne's fascinating 
fascinating story on the fractured relationship between the Sixers and Ben Simmons. There are so many interesting details in there that you are not going to want to miss. But... On the other side, we got to go to G12 because, as mentioned earlier in the show, John Morant finished with 37 points in the loss, 28 in the paint. So listen to this. Ja is now averaging 16 points in the paint per game this season. That leads the NBA. And take a look at the top five. All other players are dominant <laughs> bigs. Bigs. They stand at at least six foot ten, and Ja is listed as six foot three. But I've stood next to him, so he may even be a little bit shorter than that. With that, though. I do think it's time. Can can we uh, lower the lights what just a little bit? Well, turn we them off. We gotta head to the dark side. Oh. Turn them off. What are we doing? Turn them off. What? Look, I listen. I know the Memphis Grizzlies lost last night. Ja had nine turnovers. That's uncharacteristic of him. But still, I gotta break down his game and why he is leading the NBA in points in the paint at the guard position. Look right here. He see Andre Drummond slow feet. Seth, Seth Curry is in the, in the, uh, on the strong side, can't help. Right here, great screen by Steven Adams. Drumming too far back, guess what Jai's gonna do? I'ma split you, big fella. Now I'm gonna show you the layup package, Kyrie Irving style. Game is on the line. One of the best defenders in the league. Nope, too slow, I'ma give you a little in and out. Now Drummond, you comes to help, you too small, and one. And one, athleticism with IQ, with ball handling, is the combination of Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, and Ray John Rondo for the passing, although I didn't show that. Carry on. I have, uh, I have a thought, though, Big Perk. What? I feel like you and JJ have disagreed on this before. That's his fault. That's his fault. <laughs> That's, his, That's fault. his fault for disagreeing. That's his fault for Yeah, bring him in. Where he at? He's somewhere around here? Uh, yeah, he's yeah, bring here. bring him up. I, because look, I mean, hey, I see you on room. the train. I see you in the back. I see he, JJ in the back there. You're the conductor. Yeah, he he has room. He has room. I'm I'm leaving one of the doors open for him to get on the train right now. Okay, well we, we he, can't let you go at go. him and not bring him into there the conversation. Hey, so JJ. I mean, they left the door open. He left the door open on the on the express. JJ Perk just broke it all down. That John Morant, he thinks this is this is all the good stuff that's going on with him. But where do you want to see improvement from him? I don't know why you have to create this rift, Perk. You act like I'm a John Morant hater. I'm not, I'm not I'm a not. hater. I I'm think not. he's awesome. I didn't, I didn't I produce he's the awesome. show. I didn't produce the show. I'm yes, just doing did. what I was told. Come on, what you doing? <laughs> Look, the, the big question mark is, can Job make threes? Uh, he's, he's at 35% this year. I, I like to think about how Utah played him last year in the playoffs. There was a lot of going over the screen, Rudy Gobert in a big drop. That allows Ja to get to his strengths. What happens in the playoffs if teams give him a steady diet of going underneath the screen? We saw it in crunch time last night, down one, uh, the clip is not running for some reason. The producers are not showing me the clip. There look, we go. They, there we go. There we go. We got Maxi on the ball. Drummond's in a drop. Maxi goes under. John Morant misses the three. He was 0 for 5 last night. What a lot of teams play, they go over with the guy on the ball. Drummond obviously in a drop. This plays to Jaw's strengths. This is his game. Mid-range floaters. And in this second clip, uh, Tybo tries to get to an ice. He doesn't. There's an opportunity to go under right there. He goes over, downhill, drumming too far back. He's at the rim. That coverage plays into Jaw's strengths. 
I would love teams to start going under more, and yep. let's see if he can knock down four or five threes in the game. Yeah, but JJ, they can't go under. You know why? Because team, because the Grizzlies know that teams are trying to go under, and you have one of the best screen setters in the league, and Stephen Adams, that was taught that was taught by yours truly to learn how to set to learn how to set picks. See, you got to understand, Stephen Adams played with Russell Westbrook. So he used to guys trying to go under screens. Those look angles at, are important. Perk, I totally agree with you, but look at where those screens were being set. They were above the three-point line. I'm not saying eventually if we get the screen down near the elbow, you're not going to go over top of that, but why go under uh, that first screen? Are you on why, the train? Why not force are you, the restart? Why not force the are ice? Are you getting on the train? Are you getting your ticket <laughs> and getting on the train or not? It's, I've it's, been on the train. Okay. I don't know. You're you're creating this. I've been I'm on the John Moran train. I didn't produce the show, JJ. I'm just asking you a question. I it's, feel like I feel like I need to I need to separate you two. Yeah, he's lucky you're, you're in New York. Park. He's going on the you're train. All right, park. we're gonna. I want to say one thing to RJ, ahead, real JJ. quick. I just I just want to tell him trust the process. That's all. <laughs> trust the process. You should have trusted the process when you was in Philly. Well, it seems like he's trusting the Grizzlies process right now. Coming up on NBA Today. Not that he needs any extra motivation, but the Rockets gave him a little extra something last night. How Houston fueled Steph's 40-piece. And is it possible that the key to the Suns' winning streak goes back to the Jurassic Age? Zach Lowe on the Rising Suns, plus... One of the breakout stars from this year's breakout team joins the show, Jaron Jackson Jr. on the key to the Grizzlies' success. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is brought to you by Disney Cruise Line, where magic meets the sea. Welcome back to NBA Today. Steph Curry was sizzling last night in Houston, so let's take a look at the highlights. Steph Curry and the Warriors, they were visiting the Rockets, but we're going to pick it up in the third quarter. But keep an eye on Curry and Kevin Porter Jr. because Curry, he's trying to get to his spot. Porter Jr. being a little bit physical with him there. He gets called for the foul, stares down Curry afterwards. And then under a minute to go, Golden State up. Oh, going at it again. Curry forces Porter Jr. into a turnover and walks into the three. Curry talked about the back and forth with Porter Jr. after the game. I think there's a couple like off-ball fouls, and um, I won't say there's a little chirping, but it was it was good gamesmanship. And then uh, we got a steal. I think I got a good defensive stop. We got a steal, and I came down in transition. That kind of lit the fire for the rest of the game. It absolutely lit the fire for the rest of the game, Richard. And let me tell you, I did this game, and it was funny because it was really the fourth quarter. The Houston Rockets did a good job of staying in this game. You saw the little back and forth between him and Porter. But once Steph gets going, we've all seen that look. And he had been quiet. Sometimes you want to let people sleep. But they woke him up, and when he woke up, he was like, oh, this feels good. He was searching. He was winking to the crowd. He was chirping a little bit back and forth. Steph was doing Steph. Things. And he had 40. Here's him after the game. 
What are you thinking when uh, an opponent starts trash talking Steph the way that that Kevin Porter started tonight? Oh, I didn't know that. I I, I didn't notice that at all. But I highly encourage it. <laughs> I respect guys who are who say things with their chest, and Kevin Porter seems like one of those guys. You just got to know what you're stepping into. You got to know once you cross that line what Steph is going to do. And Steph did, you know. What do they say? Steph is Stephen. What do they say? What do y'all say? Yeah, Steph going to Steph. I mean, Juan Toscano said it. Steph's going to Steph. He had 21 of his 40 points in the fourth quarter that was leading the Warriors to their sixth straight win. And Richard, you called the game last night. You saw this back and forth. It looks a little something like the back and forth that's going on over there. But who is on your list of players, like Steph Curry, that you don't want to poke him and wake him? Well, well, look, my thing is this. Like, Perk is like, oh, you could talk. To yeah, you can talk trash to whoever you want. Steph is number three in my book because you know what? Let Steph just do Steph. Steph doesn't speak unless spoken to. And he'll still go for 40 or 50. But here's my next. Give me my number two. Give me my number two. Again, another guy that doesn't speak unless spoken to. This man may be leading candidate, maybe uh, for MVP, maybe he's a leading scorer in the league, maybe he's won everything in the world. You just let him be. You play good defense, you show him a little bit of respect, and then you just go about your business. But number one, number one is this monster right here. Because ultimately, there has never been a defense created to stop any of these three, but this one physically. What he can do to your team on both ends of the floor. Blocking shots, dunking. But the one thing and why you don't talk trash to these three is because they don't speak unless spoken to, and they will still try and destroy you. So now you're going to give them motivation in the middle of uh, January? No. These guys are going to show up playoff ready in the fourth quarter. Well, we all grown men, and I totally disagree with this, but since I was forced to make a list, I'm going to give you mine. You should be able to talk trash. In between those lines, it's a war. If you get torched, so what? At number three, I'm going. At number three, I'm going with Kevin Durant. I'm going with Kevin Durant. We already know a walking bucket. He does. He do sometimes talk noise. By the way, Richard, I played with him. At number two, pull it up. I'm going with Steph Curry. I'm going with Steph Curry because he could just light it up from anywhere. Whether you talking trash to him or not, don't poke the bat. But number one. Joel and B. You know why? Because he talk noise and he uh, back, back it up, up and he actually embraced that. That's what I love about him. And then after the game, if he if he's talking noise with an opponent, guess what? He walks over there and gives them props if they shut him down or lock him up or hold him to, you know, an off night. You have, you have some questions. I just I, I want to know who's the bigger trash talker out of you two on the court. I only trash talk my teammates. I don't speak to other teams. Like I only I don't speak unless spoken See, to. I was I'm I'm raised from a different breed. It didn't matter. Hey, we, I'm not judging it. I'm yeah, just curious. Is, JJ, 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 oh, were you yeah, a big JJ. trash talker? Do you have a list for me? I do have a list for you. I some people think I'm a big trash talker. I'm I'm somewhere in the middle of those two guys. Uh, number three for me is Luka Doncic. Uh, mm. Witnessed him last year in the first round mm. against the Clippers. There was a lot of noise being being said during that series. That gets him going. Joel Embiid at number two. Joel is the ultimate heel. He he's playing a part. Why would you buy into that and get him going even more? Both those guys I've witnessed having average nights for them. Somebody says something to them, all of a sudden you look up in the fourth quarter and they've got 38 and 15. Number one for me is Steph Curry. Like all great players, they have to manufacture slights and, 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 and injustices to get themselves going. This is what makes them great. Steph Curry checks his Twitter account at halftime <laughs> to look for comments that get him going. Why would you talk trash to him? I don't understand that. 
Oh. Is a ticking time bomb, Boy, ready no. to explode at any time. And we've yeah, seen it so time and time again. Why yeah. would you try to get that guy going? Yeah, so no, but so this is a different perk. I understand. You play with KG. Like, these are your guys. I respect that. I'm not disrespecting what he is saying. What I am saying is at the end of the day, your goal is to win every game. This is not a question of whether that's or not, not you're a man, that's not somebody else's man. Goal. Your goal. But I'm the Rockets' goal in is general, to play hard. We weren't, all those three <laughs> players weren't playing against the Rockets. My point is this, is that when your job is to step on the court and win the game, some players you can get into their head mentally. Yep. Some players, when you try and talk to them, it works against you. Those three players, it works against you. You can talk to them, but you see what happens. So all our ideas is not to let them disrespect you, not saying you less of a man, but like if I mean, my goal is to win the game, I'm going to let him do what he does and, and I'm going to go do what I do. you saying that you're not going to talk trash to them, to me, I take that as something. Because oh, yeah, look, I, look I've dunked on KD and winked at him before, but I'm not going to just talk trash to him. Yeah, because you're friendly. If I would, yeah, okay, wow. yeah, we're friendly. All right. it, it, well, war- that, that's not true, Perk. That's Thank not you. true. It is true. It, it is true. I'm I, saying, look, I'm, I'm telling you this. We all can go. We all can go out and compete without trash talking. We can go compete and trash talk. It's but not about it being friendly with somebody. It's a little bit more fun when you. Do this, this is why. This is why so many old school people always stop. This is why so many old school uh, players always say, oh, our game is so soft, our game is so friendly. Because back in the day, we used to see people trash talking Larry Bird and Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. Like, we saw those those type of things. Now, it's all brother, brother. 19 championships. What happened? Let's jersey swap. what happened? Here here go my jersey. (laughs) Let me get yours. Get out of here, man. (laughs) Well, the Warriors, they're going to be back in action tonight, but they have listed out eight players of tonight's game. Take a look mm. at all of them against the Spurs. It mm. is the second night of a back-to-back, but no Steph Curry, no Klay Thompson, Draymond, Andre, Andre Iguodala, Andrew Wiggins, Nemanja Bielitsa, Otto Porter Jr., James Wiseman, all out tonight. But we will still check in on Golden State because coming up on NBA Today, Nick Friedel gives us an update on Kevin Durant and James Harden ahead of their matchup against the Red Hot Suns tonight. And Grizzlies star, Jaron Jackson Jr., he's also going to join the show. He's had a front row seat to some spectacular John Morant plays this season, so we ask him what the, his favorite part of John's game has been. Plus, what does Brianna Stewart's Supermax deal mean for the rest of WNBA free agency? LaChina, Holly, and Carolyn break it down for us. Keep it locked. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Eleven titles in 13 seasons. No single player in NBA history owns more championship rings than Bill Russell, the six foot ten rim-protecting big man of the legendary Boston Celtics dynasty. In 1966, he became the first African American head coach of any American pro sports team, while both playing and coaching in his final three seasons with the Celtics. Russell's experiences with racism also fueled a propensity for social activism, uplifting his legacy as both the ultimate winner and humanitarian. Welcome back to NBA Today. We will be celebrating Black History Month all February long on this show, but... 
As the month starts, it's more of the same for the Suns, who are riding a league-best 10-game winning streak. So Phoenix, they lead the NBA in net rating during their winning streak, outscoring opponents by just over 11 points per 100 possessions. And they're the only team in the NBA with multiple winning streaks of at least 10 games this season. And Chris Paul, he is having another stellar year. He's leading the NBA in assists at 10.3 per game and he's picked up his scoring recently too. CP3 has scored at least 20 in four straight games. That's his longest win streak since 2017 and at the time he was with the Rockets and then his backcourt mate Devin Booker has also been on an absolute scoring tear. It has been so much fun to watch him play. He's averaging over 30 points per game since the Suns streak started back on January 11th and that game it was against the Raptors and it was also known as a game where he got into it with their mascot and this is what Zach Lowe said on this show after the incident that was heard around the world. I'm a little worried that Devin Booker has unleashed forces that he does not understand. The Raptor, the Raptor is by himself in an empty arena, the saddest mascot in all of pro sports during a pandemic, and you shoo him away to the corner. Look, I'm telling you right now, Devin Booker, the mascot community is tight-knit. You do not want to alienate them. Devin Booker, you unleash forces, man. You don't even know what's going on. Oh my, oh my lord. And Zach Lowe joins me now. So Zach, I am curious, how much credit are you taking for the Suns winning streak? None. Uh, not surprisingly, Devin Booker may be one step ahead of me. Maybe he wanted the mascots to band against him. Maybe he needed a little extra motivation because he was getting bored by winning every game so easily. So hats off to Devin Booker. You created 30 enemies or 27 enemies, but you did it for a reason. You're playing chess. I was just playing checkers. Got enemies. Got a lot of enemies. All right. So it wasn't the rant, but what do you attribute their success to? Uh, a whole lot of nothing because the Suns were awesome before the streak. They're awesome now. They are just awesome. They're the most consistent team in the NBA. They just keep coming at you. It's not sexy all the time, but they have no weaknesses, and they just keep coming and coming and coming until it's crunch time, and then they unleash hell on you in crunch time. But the most impressive thing is really they've done it without DeAndre Ayton and Jay Crowder, two starters, campaign. Their backup point guards get Ben Hurt. It doesn't matter. Chris Paul and Devin Booker have reached another level. They make Bismack Biombo look like Shaq almost in the starting center and they just keep on coming at you they don't beat themselves they don't make mistakes other than the occasional bad rebounding game they have zero weaknesses and they are 40 and 9. we talk about all these other teams their ups and downs this and that the suns just keep on winning at a ridiculous pace they've been incredible to watch they certainly seem to still be the team to beat in the west i expect Chris Paul and Devin Booker both to get into the All-Star game, but they are in action tonight. So now to the team that the Suns are facing tonight, the Brooklyn Nets. They're on a four-game losing streak, and Kyrie Irving is averaging just over 24 points. But the Nets, they're just six and eight overall since he started playing part-time and four and four when he suits up. So for more on Brooklyn, I'm now joined by our Nets reporter, Nick Friedel. Nick, the biggest question going into the game is the status of James Harden. He's missed the last two games with a right hamstring strain. Hand strain, excuse me. I'm so used to saying hamstring. What's the latest <laughs> on Harden? Malika, Steve Nash is hopeful that he will play. And that's a great sign for the Nets. He went through all the shoot around this morning. He went through all of Monday's practice. He was taking all the shots that he usually does. So the Nets believe 
that he'll be out there and they badly need him offensively. But the key with this team is they've been giving up 119 points a game during this losing streak. So they yeah. need Harden to set the tone offensively to set up what they need to do on the defensive end. Absolutely. The Nets, they have lost four straight. The Suns, though, they have won 10 straight. So we're going to see if it's which, which streak gets snapped tonight. Thank you so much, Nick Friedle. I'm sure we'll be seeing you throughout the day on SportsCenter. Have fun at the game tonight. So coming up on NBA Today, including the top of the top from January. So you know that segment is going to be a must-see since the plays you see here, they didn't even make the cut. Keep it locked on NBA Today. I was just asking. Welcome back to NBA Today. It's February 1st and officially the start of WNBA Free Agency. So we've got a special show breaking down all the moves, the drama, the intrigue of WNBA Free Agency today on ESPN2 at 5 o'clock Eastern. So ahead of the special, let's get to some W Free Agency news that's currently out there. And we're going to start with Brianna Stewart. The two-time finals MVP is headed back to the Seattle Storm on a one-year Supermax deal. The team that drafted her number one overall in 2016. And also, it was reported earlier today that the reigning MVP, John Quell Jones, has signed a core qualifying offer to return to the Connecticut Sun on a two-year deal. She led the Suns to a league-best 26-6 record last season. And then the Aces, they head into free agency with some decisions to make after hiring Becky Hammond to be their head coach. And Liz Cambage is an unrestricted free agent, and 2020 MVP Asia Wilson is a restricted free agent. But take a look at what Liz Cambage tweeted earlier. Ah, yes, the WNBA, where a head coach can get paid four times the highest paid player Supermax contract. And y'all think I'm going to spend another season upgrading my seat on a flight to get to games out of my own pocket. Whew, all right. So for more on this tweet and all things WNBA free agency, LaChina Robinson joins us in studio. Hey, LaChina. Hey, Malika. Thank you so much. Well, what a way to start out. And a lot to talk about. Today is free agency day in the WNBA. LaChina, Holly Rowe with us. Also, Carolyn Peck. I mean, and that's where we start with uh, Liz Cambage and those comments, Carolyn. When you hear that, when you read that, what comes to mind for you? The biggest thing that I really recognize from that is that Mark Davis invested in a woman coach. Paying Becky Hammond a million dollars is demonstrating where the WNBA needs to be in going after and getting quality, quality coaches. Uh, Becky Hammond spent 15 years in the WNBA as an undrafted player made her way, became one of the greatest of all time. Becky Hammond earned every penny she's about to get paid because of her lifetime work in the WNBA. And players like Liz Cambage got paid more because of some of the work Becky Hammond did. So let's Amen. celebrate a woman getting a million-dollar contract in the league instead of women tearing each other down. Preach! Definitely don't want to lose the headline <laughs> as far as Becky Hammond, but I do understand Liz Cambage's point of the coaches getting paid more than the players. Something there has to change. All right, so the other thing that Malika just mentioned, um, John Quell Jones re-signing with the Connecticut Sun. Holly, I'll start with you. When you think about John Quell's career, and even being in Connecticut, a place that maybe... 10 years ago weren't getting a lot of free agent signing or free agents coming there. Um, what, what is it that she needs to accomplish this year to cement herself and her legacy? I think that she's the best player in the world right now, according to her coach, Kurt Miller. She was the MVP this season. Let's give her her shine. She deserves everything that she's getting as well. And John Quell Jones, all she needs to do is keep winning more in the playoffs. She was a game away from the WNBA 
WNBA Finals three years ago. I expect her to be at that next level. I can't wait to see her win it all one day. Holly, you're the best. You, you had it right. She is the best player in the world and leading her team in rebounding, in points. She's shooting over 50%. She's 6'5". She can dunk. She can do everything. She can handle the basketball like a guard, get it done inside. And what I love about the way this Connecticut team has come together, not only does Kurt Miller do, do a fantastic job, but Alyssa Thomas, her toughness. Like, this is a gritty team defensively. Jasmine Thomas, even their bench has bought in to teach a Heidemann. They're going to need everyone to step up, especially because sources are saying that Rion January will not be returning to Connecticut. But Ooh. guess who they might get? We are hearing that Courtney Williams will sign with the Connecticut Sun. She was on that team that was a game away from the WNBA Finals. Add a little sass to Connecticut. John Quell, Courtney, I'm all in. Well, they say never go back to your ex, so I don't know. We'll have to talk about that. <laughs> so in other news, Brianna Stewart um, did return to the Seattle Storm, but surprisingly on a one-year deal. What do you make of that, Carolyn? Well, I think that uh, because there's talk of that they have cored Jewel Lloyd to two years, so they can't, so they couldn't accord her, and so she only has a one-year deal. And I think, too, you know, Stewie's from New York, so why would she lock herself in after next season, play one more year with Sue Bird, and then shop around, maybe get back closer to home? Well, she did meet with New York. She met with all of the top executives, the entire leadership team of the New York Liberty. And by signing this one-year deal, I think it says two things about Brianna Stewart. Number one, get you a friend like that because she's coming back in many ways to honor Sue Bird, to open that new building in Seattle. And I also think that there's some bigger conversation about the collective bargaining agreement and some new rules that will come into play in 2024. We'll get into that more on our show. But Brianna Stewart, some really smart moves right now, leaving her future open. We will get into that and so much more. So catch us on the WNBA free agency special. That is at 5 Eastern time on ESPN2. Malika, back to you. LaChina, Holly, Carolyn, thank you so much. But we are not done yet on NBA Today because coming up, Grizzly star Jaron Jackson Jr. joins the show. Find out what he thinks of the nickname The Dark Side. He doesn't think the right thing. I don't fear nobody, y'all. You 7'7 seven, seven or whatever. I'm coming straight at you. I like when the pressure's on me. I got all the confidence in the world in my game. The Grizzlies lost last night, but John Morant had another spectacular night with 37 points, and it was his seventh straight 30-point game. That's the longest streak in Grizzlies franchise history. And Memphis is currently the third seed in the West, only behind the Suns and the Warriors, and they're getting all the hustle stats, leading the league in rebounds, steals, blocks. But that's not just John Morant. There are other players, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, and Jaron Jackson Jr. They're all having great seasons. And speaking of... We are now joined by the aforementioned Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron, Memphis has been the breakout team in the NBA this season, and going into the year, there was a lot of talk about the Lakers and the Suns and maybe the Warriors and just about every other team in the West except the Memphis Grizzlies. How do the players in the locker room take on that sort of underdog mentality? I mean, ironically, we all have it in our own way, so mm -hmm. it's kind of weird that we all play together because we – we feel like we're under underdogs in you know other parts of our lives, how we were brought up, how we got to this point, and uh, you just keep that mentality. It's more fun to play like that than play like you know 
uh, people expect you to do something. It just, just more hunger, just, I don't know, a better vibe. Well, then you get to surprise a couple of people too, right? And maybe a little bit of I told you so. But you specifically play with that grit and grime attitude that we all love to see, but you improved in just about every statistical category. What do you attribute your success to this season? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Playing, I mean, I get to play now. I only played like uh, however many games last year because I was trying to come back from uh, injury and then thank God we make the playoffs. So I was able to play for something special there. But I mean, you know, I'm playing now. I got rhythm. I had a training camp. I'm around my dogs. I mean, they're just, we're in a real good rhythm right now. I just, it's, I think just attributed to the fun and the joy we're playing with. Uh, I really can't say much else. This is a special time for a special group. Um, I just feel comfortable. I feel I feel good out there. It really oozes off watching you guys play. You can feel it through the screen. You can feel it emanating up into the stands. You guys enjoy playing together. I can't have you on the show and not ask about John ja Morant, a.k.a. G12. That's what we call him around here. And we've shown all of the highlight reel plays on this show. But what stands out about his game the most to you? I mean, he's super smart. Everybody likes uh, the dunks and, oh, there's one. Everybody <laughs> likes the dunks. Everybody likes all that stuff. Uh, but, I mean, he's just so smart. He knows how to manipulate the defense. Definitely even better than last year. Last year he was doing it really well. But now, I mean, ball fakes, just how he can see plays ahead, how he's finding guys, eyes in the back of his head, his passing ability. He's doing it all right now. So uh, I'm glad everybody's just taking the time to appreciate it. Like, it's just a special moment for him. Like, he's just playing the best in his career and sky's the limit man like it's it's great to see and i get the best seats so no one gets better seats than me to watch that be honest in practice do you ever see him just practicing some of those dunks and you're like oh yeah he's gonna break out something special in a game now no nah, he don't <laughs> like the dunk he don't like the dunk. that's the case with leapers though they don't they don't like to do it it's just that's just how it is it's like, just the he, magic he'll do like one yeah. yeah he'll do like one every once in a while we'll be like oh but he really likes saving for the game, and then we're hyped, man. But if he does something weak in the game, we just boo him. So <laughs> you he just knows boo how him. it is. Oh, well, then it yeah, we just quick, quick little boo, and then we get back to it. You guys have set the standards high. I know Zach Lowe and Richard Jefferson would like to ask you a question, so I'm going to bring them in, and I'm sorry about it, but let's start with Richard. Oh, well, thank you, Malika. What an intro. Uh, no, my question is this. When you look at Golden State, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Phoenix, these teams all look at this season that if they don't finish with the championship, then the season was a disappointment. Now that you guys are being considered in that group, John Morant is an MVP candidate, will you go as far to say is that if you guys, with the way that you're playing, if you don't win a championship this year, will this season be a disappointment? It'll be disappointing, for sure. Uh, we'll look back and probably take away things that we could have done better and then feel good about that. But, um, I mean, when you, when you got that feel when you got that stride and, you know, you can taste success a little bit, it's going to be disappointing if you don't do the most you can with it. So I think, you know, you're going to feel a little bit, we're competitors, but at the end of the day, like building off anything is important. So that's what we've been doing before this. That's what we're going to continue to do. And that's what we're going to look at. 
Jaron, uh, after last season, the question that dopes like me had was, hmm, how big of a level can Jaron Jackson Jr. reach defensively? Can he defend fours? Can he defend fives? Does he need to switch? Should he drop back? That was like the big uncertainty. Flash forward like five months, you're in the all-defense conversation. You're almost leading the league in block shots. What happened? Did you always know you had this in you? Was there a particular coach you worked with? Is it just a matter of staying healthy? Because this leap on defense has changed the entire Memphis Grizzlies team. Yeah, I like to switch on defense. It uh, helps, you know, keep the ball in front of you. I think just with the way I move my feet and, you know, if I can just get enough games, get loose enough just to be in a stance, like I'm seven feet tall. Like, it's not it's not as easy. Like, I'm telling you, you got to gotta get low. You got to be in a stance. You got the best guards in the world coming full speed, and you got to just be able to recognize what you got to do. But, I mean... Block timing just comes from doing it all my life and, I don't know, just being in the right place. If you just stay engaged, you'll be surprised what you can come up with if you just stay engaged and just keep talking out there. And, I mean, team defense is huge. I think that's what's really helping us collectively. Like, we're able to rotate to the right spots, and which puts me in the right position to get blocks and do a bunch of that stuff. So, I mean, that's what wins championships. You know that. You know that, Rich. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I've got one more for you before we let you go. Kendrick Perkins, he's nicknamed you all the dark side. It's become a thing on our show. What, what do you think of that nickname? You don't have to accept it. It's Perk. You don't have to accept it. Just uh, let's... I think, okay, so like the whole, you know, we like to run, talk trash, uh, you know, yell at you, all that stuff. I mean, it's it's just how we play. Like, it's weird. I see, it's still ironic that we're all on the same team because it's kind of a thing we all like to do. Like, we, it's just what comes out when we're, when we're competing. And we do it to each other in practice. So, like, of course we're going to do it in the game. You know, we're going to do it to the opposing team. Um, dark side, I mean, welcome to the dark. No, it's so, trash. Just, just, it's trash. You know, just, it's okay. I don't I mean, know. It ask, sounds like they've embraced it. You got to ask 12. You got to ask 12. I think that'll, that'll be the deciding factor. You can ask 12, get them on here. You know, say Perk said it too. I want to <laughs> see his face. All right. Absolutely. We will. He's joined us before and I'm sure he will join us again. And Jaron, please come back. This was so much fun. Best of luck the rest of the season. For sure. You guys are doing great. This is Thank prime you. time. My grandma gets to see this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hello yeah. to your grandma. <laughs> Thank you, For Jared. Sure. Thank you, guys. I asked John Morant, and he texted me that he approved. You can see Jaron Jackson Jr. Sure. and the Grizzlies on the dark side in the first game of our Wednesday doubleheader when they take on the Knicks at 7.30 Eastern, followed by the Jazz and the Nuggets. NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Retiring from football. Since we were talking about the greatest football players, classes of LeBron, some of the greatest basketball players, it's only natural that we're taking you to some of the greatest plays in the month of January. So let's take it to the top of the top. I get the point. What oh my is God. that? Let's start with the hot posters. And we're starting with January. What's the name for Similac? What is with you? I don't know. You don't have a name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying. 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 Well, I'm sa